Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Twisted Thinking, the podcast that helps you keep your thoughts flexible. My name is Kristen, and today we're talking about words. Uh, before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you a few things. First thing, very important, this episode does come with a trigger warning for suicide. And second, you're stupid. You're ugly, you're fat, you're worthless, and no one likes you. What? <laughs> does that upset you? Why? I didn't punch you. I didn't shoot you. I didn't stab you. I didn't even touch you. I, I can't even see you. They're just words. And words can't hurt you. Right? At least that's what we've been told most of our lives. And this is likely something that we've told others as well. Uh, I know I have. Um, we say it to help ourselves recover from when someone has said something cruel to us. And something that maybe plucks at our insecurities or that we're afraid might have some truth to it. It's a saying, or at least an idea, that's rampant in today's society. And the question that I have is, is it true? And another question is, is it, is it helpful? Like, are words really something that we can choose to ignore because, quote, they can't hurt us? I gotta say, as someone who has been on the receiving end of some pretty hurtful words, I don't believe that's true. And I personally know at least two people who would probably back me up on this if they could. Their names are David Weimer and Michael Egan. Never heard those names? Really not surprising. You wouldn't have, unless you went to my high school, rode my bus, or went to my church when I was a teenager. Um... David Weimer and I, we shared a birthday, June 1st, 1980. Uh, we started middle school together, and we had a lot of the same classes growing up. You know, we, yeah, we saw each other all the time. He was all right, you know. Admittedly, he could be kind of a jerk sometimes, but most of us are at that age. Nothing particularly wrong or bad, and he was mostly nice to me. I can't think of a single incident where he wasn't. So, you know, he was pretty popular, nothing crazy, just a normal kid, really. Now, Michael Egan, I remember less about. He was a new kid in the neighborhood back then, and um, he was a few years younger than me. I think his family had only lived there less than a year, actually. Um, so he was maybe 13 or 14 to my 15 or 16. And to be honest, I'm not 100% positive that I even have his name right. Because, one, it's been so long and I can't find any records. And two, I just didn't know him very well. Not just because he was a new kid and because he was younger. But he was so quiet. He was sunk into himself all of the time. It was like, it was like he was trying to avoid attention. You know, he dressed in hand-me-down clothes and he, he didn't really seem to have the best hygiene and just those two things alone really made him a prime target for teasing. And the cool kids that sat in the back of the bus, not me or my friends, but the cool kids, you know, they obliged as often as they could, every day, uh, as much as they could. As a matter of fact, one time it was so bad that my bus driver, Miss Pat, I will remember her until the day I die, she even pulled over the bus to calm down the disturbance. And in my memory of Michael, I never once saw him smile. Now these two kids, 
they don't seem like they'd have a lot in common, and you're probably right. They probably did not. Uh, To my knowledge, they didn't even know one another. But there is one way in which they were very much alike. And that one way is that, in the end, words are what killed them. That's right, in 1996, just a few months apart, both of these boys voluntarily ended their lives. One was 16, and the other, 14 at the max. They died because (laughs) death was preferable to the pain that the world inflicted. For Michael, I know that the cruel words he heard and the abuse he endured every day just on the bus was enough to drive him to the end of a rope. And for David, it may have been a little bit different, but in the end, the differences really don't mean much because the words they heard wound their way into their hearts and their minds, and those words became truth. And that truth hurt so badly that they could only see one way to stop feeling it. Now, the really terrible thing is their stories are absolutely not unique. They just happen to be the first time I ever encountered suicide as something that had real-life consequences. That pattern, that same kind of pattern, plays out daily all over the world, and it's not something that's confined to school children. Uh, a simple Google search about suicide by bullying will give you nightmare material for the rest of your life. And we're talking about kids as young as nine and adults in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So in answer to my first question, yes, words can hurt you. The emotional pain from cruel and careless words can be just as destructive as physical pain. So now that we've established that words can in fact hurt us, what does it mean when we say that they can't? Is this, is this one of those like helpful white lies? Does it, does it simplify a complicated concept for younger minds to digest? Well, my short answer on that is no. My long answer gets super complicated, so bear with me. When we say this, when we say, oh, they're just words, words can't hurt us, we're trying to convince ourselves that our feelings aren't affected by whatever crappy things someone has said to us. So we're telling ourselves, hey, that's not how you feel. You feel fine. Everything is fine. And when we tell ourselves that, what we're doing is somehow, confusingly, we are invalidating our own feelings. And when our own feeling or when our feelings are invalidated, we don't deal with them because, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. So I'm going to ignore it and I'm going to convince myself I don't. which honestly just like seems like it's going to lead to a very large therapy bill at some point in our lives. Now, we also tell our children this. I'm, I am 100% positive. I have said it to kids before, and I know that I grew up chanting on the playground the, um, the I'm rubber and you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you, which is basically the childhood equivalent of the saying. Um, when we tell our kids this kind of thing, The unspoken message that we're giving, on top of that internalized confusion that I've already mentioned, is, hey, it doesn't matter what you say, because words can't hurt people. So if you get angry or you don't like somebody, you can just really, you can just say whatever you want to say, because it can't hurt them. 
And so then when little Johnny's first grade teacher calls and says that he's been really mean and engaged in hurtful teasing or bullying of someone, we end up disciplining him for saying mean things. And then the school has lessons on being kind and why it's important. And Johnny's sitting here in the corner going, but I don't understand. There's so many mixed messages here. And I I just don't know. It gets so confusing, even for me. And I'm allegedly a full-grown adult. (sighs) So in conclusion, the answer to, is this a helpful or even healthy saying, is no. (laughs) No, it is not. So what's my solution to this? What is my twist on this piece of life advice? Well, I'm going to tell you, but full disclosure, I got it from someone else who also got it from somewhere else. Um, Pamela Krim, who hosts the Big Life Devotional, which is a daily devotional for women, uh, said that said this several years ago, um, and it was to use to sum up a piece of scripture. Uh, And it struck me so hard that I wrote it down, and it's been on display in various places in my living space since then. She said, Every word is a seed. So every word that falls out of your mouth falls into the fertile ground of a person's mind, whether that person is yourself or someone else. If you're spilling hate and vitriol and cruelty, then that's what's going to grow. And once that's grown, then that person is likely to spew the same, which can just create a really ugly mess. But instead, if seeds carrying love and respect and kindness come out, then that's what's going to grow. And that's what that person is likely to sow themselves. And that makes for a much nicer future picture. And you're free to argue the fact that not everyone will respond this way. Not all of those seeds that you, you know, throw out there are going to land on fertile ground. Um, they're not all going to result in good or bad things. And that's fine because you're right. But in the end, it doesn't really matter because you can't control anyone but yourself. And at the very least, at least you know if you are sowing kindness in the world, then your words probably have not led to death. Words matter. Words can kill. Words can also give life. Every single word is a seed. Be careful what you plant. What do you think? Let me know. That's all for today. If you've enjoyed this episode, head over to podchaser.com slash twisted thinking and leave a review. If something I said caught your attention and you want to continue the conversation, I invite you to join my Discord server. It's free and easy to use. Just click on the link in the show notes. Big thank you to my patrons. Without them, none of this would be possible. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be blessed and stay twisted. Twisted.